Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Tell Us a Good Story. Today, like every fifth episode, it's Steph and I sharing our own stories with you. And this conversation includes Steph's favorite guest, her sister, Katie. (laughs) You guys, she's so much fun. And we share more stories from our trip to Texas, including the one where my family was freaking out because they thought we got kidnapped by a Mexican drug cartel. That actually happened. (laughs) And I think they've been watching a little too much TV stuff. But we are going to test out a slightly longer format here. Typically, our episodes are 45 minutes or less. But this one will be the longest podcast we've ever done at over an hour. Kevin, we had so many good stories to share. We just had to get them out of our system. I think too. We also share some big news at the end regarding who the next four guests will be on Tell Us a Good Story. You guys, we can't wait for you to hear this episode. I'm Kevin. And I'm Stephanie. And during our marriage, we have dealt with an electrocution, a brain tumor, brain surgery. Then doctors telling us that children were not in our future, followed by miscarriage, and then Kevin's cancer diagnosis. However, today we live a life completely healed and restored with three healthy children who doctors said were not possible. And we're here to tell stories that inspire, give hope, and brighten your day. Welcome to Tell Us a Good Story. This episode is being presented to you by Luby Companies, a custom home builder here in central Ohio. Let them be your builder for life. They are freaking awesome. <laughs> Welcome to episode 120, Steph. That's crazy. And we're going to continue the conversation from five episodes ago with your sister, Katie Keller Schnetzer. <laughs> yep. So we had a lot of stories to go through in episode 115. We get to all of them. We didn't even get to all of them. Mm-mm. So we're just going to continue the fun here. I love that. So first off, Katie. Yes, sir. At our school, mm-hmm. Grace Christian School, one of the most popular events of the year is the mother-son laser tag. Oh, Ooh. for sure. Was there dodgeball as well? Yeah. There was dodgeball. Oh, there was okay. dodgeball. 100%. So this was your first experience. Yes. And so, folks, let me share the email chain that went out <laughs> with these two ladies. All right. So the gym teacher sent out an email to all the moms of the upcoming mother-son laser tag, and they actually capped out the people who were attending this. All right. Mm-hmm. Steph's response was, Katie, we are going to kill it when Tate is in <laughs> kindergarten. I'm talking eye black, outfits, everything, exclamation points. That's right. Then, Katie, you said, they won't be ready for us, sis. We will, caps, dominate! <laughs> Exclamation point. We will dominate these children. <laughs> these children. <laughs> these kindergartners. <laughs> and then I responded, you ladies might not be allowed in the building. I can see you guys going with night vision goggles, mm. camo, face paint. Yep. So, how did it go? Awesome. So the response was so overwhelmingly positive, they had to break it out into two sections. So they broke it out into pre-K through third, and then fourth through eighth. So a couple days prior, I came up to Mike. I was like, babe, who am I channeling? Am I a night ninja? Am I Rambo? And he was like, no, you're Sarah Connor from Terminator 2. And I was like, I am Sarah Connor. Totally Sarah Connor. And I was like, is that okay to be Sarah Connor? At a Christian school. (laughs) (laughs) Do I need to rewatch that movie before I make that reference? (laughs) She didn't have nunchucks or anything, did she? (laughs) No, but she was such a stud. She was such a stud. So anywho, I went night ninja. Okay. Because I knew it was going to be dark, right? So... I was so excited. I was hoping all the other moms were excited, but I was like, am I a little much? Like, how extra Never. am I allowed to be? Are, is all these, are all these other moms going to be just so sweet? So sweet and timid. <laughs> and then just, are they just like, oh, I can't shoot my baby. And I'm like, come here, I'll shoot him. Like, how <laughs> aggressive is this going to be, right? And your boys are kindergarten and first grade. Sam and Alex, yes, kindergarten and first grade. And I've been telling them all week, babies, I love you. Mama loves you more than the sun shines for 364 and a half days a year. On Friday night, you're going to see a different side of Mama. There will be no mercy. So hurry up, get them something to eat, and then I go upstairs and change. I come downstairs full black black hat backwards because it looked tougher. Totally. Obviously. I mean, like, that means business. Backwards. Backwards. Rally cap. Eye black. Yes. Obviously. Uh 
I come downstairs and Alex was like, oh, mama, you look great. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, baby, thank you so much. And he was like, I'll be right back. So he goes upstairs and he disappears for a while. Y'all, this was like the proudest moment of my life. Everybody has those moments. My kid's an honor roll. My kid. Beat up your honor roll, kid. (laughs) (laughs) Mine was the time my six-year-old baby comes busting down the stairs looking exactly like me. What? He had on the same pants, same t-shirt, same hoodie. I didn't realize I had all these clothes that looked just like mine. He comes downstairs and he was like, (laughs) ta-da! So he was like, can I please have some eye black? And I was like, yes, you can. So then Sam was like, I want to match the family. So we get all dressed up, full on black ninja mode. We show up at the gym and all the other moms were just as into it. Really? Oh, oh my gosh. That's they're, awesome. They're like high-fiving when we come in the building. They're like, we're going to get some tonight. <laughs> 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 so as soon as you walk in the building, it's For like, sure. we're on the same Game team. On. Yes. Moms unite. Really? Moms unite. So there's two little boys that are the same age as Sam and Alex. And like anytime there's a dress up day, like they are full on. They're all about it. Oh my gosh, you guys, they came with their faces painted like William Wallace. (laughs) And I was like, (laughs) I was meant to be here. These are my people. (laughs) This is my tribe. (laughs) This is it. So they split our group into two segments. Seven minute quarters. And then they had a, a plethora of guns. They just had so many of these laser tag guns. And once you lost all your lives, that was a point for the next team. So the fathers, there were a bunch of dads that had volunteered. They would receive your gun, give a point to whoever the other team was. Now, five individuals from each team, five boys, five moms had vests as well. Okay. If you took all the lives from a person with a vest, you got a bonus five points. Oh. So. You're going after them. For sure. They're your target. So, I had a vest. (laughs) (laughs) Please tell me, you don't like size up these kids and like, okay, who is the weakest link? And you just follow that weak link around and just blast Blast him. Blast him. Until I could She jumps on top of him and just keeps shooting his chest. Click, 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 click. Well, they made it easy. Their strategy was poor because they're six. <laughs> right. They clumped all of their vests together. So all of their kids. It's one big target. It One big target because they were like, we're going to hide. And I was like, I see you. <laughs> I saw it happen. So here's the funny thing. One of the times I went to turn in my guns, this dad slips me a second one. No. So now I'm double barreled. <laughs> no. Yes. And he was like, I got you. And he was like, by the way, I've been tagging him from about 20 yards out. He's been shooting <laughs> He's at him been too? Shooting <laughs> <at> him. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm running. Y'all, I'm sweating. I am pouring sweat because this is serious. Yes, In seven right? minutes. Yes. So... My kids, I was so proud because my boys were taking it as seriously as I was. (laughs) Sam is sliding, you know, like he's diving down and Alex is like sprinting. I mean, you know, Alex, he doesn't stop. That boy can run. His endurance is off the charts. It's incredible. He loves to run. So this was the best thing ever for Alex because he was so fast and he's so little. Nobody could shoot him. Mm -hmm. So at the end of this, this seven minute quarter, they pop the lights on. And um, everybody turns in their guns and then we go get refreshments. Well, this little boy is sobbing, just losing his mind. And I was just like, it was dark. He lost his mama. Like, he's scared. So I turn into mom mode. I flip it, right? And I'm like, oh, my gosh, buddy, are you okay? And he's like, "Ah." like, they can't speak, cry. Yeah. And so I'm like, just find your mama. (laughs) Just find her. Find her mama. So we get to his mom and she was like, he's fine. <laughs> she takes one look at him and she was like, he's fine. And I was like, girl, I get it. Yep. I get it. Absolutely. And she was like, not tonight. No, mama's not there to tonight. let some aggression out. <laughs> we are not having cry time. Was, was no. he upset because he lost? I don't know. I don't know. But whatever it was, mama was done. Because <laughs> mama was there to have a good time. And she was killing her buzz. <laughs> Killing her mom fun buzz. 
<laughs> so when I went to turn in my gun, uh, the one dad was like, isn't it so great that you guys have an outlet to take all the aggression out that <laughs> you've been holding on to? <laughs> and nobody's going to be mad at you. He's like, this is perfect. And I was like, it is. <laughs> now, you didn't piss the whip any kids out there, did you? No, but. <laughs> you were tempted? <laughs> no, no. When we got to dodgeball. Oh, yes. Oh. I forgot. Okay. So how, yeah, how do you do that? Did you do like half laser tag, half dodgeball? Yes. Okay. So it got serious. I mean, it was so much fun. However, y'all know my aim. <laughs> <laughs> so are you hitting the scoreboard? <laughs> no. <laughs> Anywho, as we're playing, and I'm not proud of this, you're not allowed to hit people in the head, right? right? You're not allowed to. Automatic, you have to sit down if you do it. I hit at least five kids. What? In, in the, the head? head. <laughs> in the head. However, however. So you had to sit down five no, times? No, I didn't sit down because I said I was sorry. <laughs> so I didn't sit because it wasn't intentional. Now, this one time, there was this kid who was talking trash. Uh, he shouldn't have done that. You guys, I nailed him. <laughs> I could not have thrown a better strike if my life depended on it just right in the gut. It's one of those slow motion moments where it hits him and he flies backwards like, oh, flies back. Did he fall down? I fell down. Oh. Starts sobbing. Oh, no. Clutching his chest, <laughs> sobbing. And I was like, oh. It's internal bleeding. <laughs> And then I thought, did anybody see it? That it was me? He's going to pick me out in the lineup. It's like so obvious. But I sat down for that one. So Steph, we just moved into a new home. You know who's good at homes? I do. Jay Luby. And? Miss Connie Luby. Yes. They build custom homes. They do remodeling. They do office construction. Steph, if you go to lubycompanies.com, they have a picture by picture here on the portfolio and everyone is absolutely amazing i want every one of them (laughs) i want that one or that one oh maybe that one the only problem about lubycompanies.com it's hard to spell Uh, there's no way i could spell their last name unless you would have told me i guarantee they get asked every day how do you spell that so friends it's l u e b b e companies.com go to that website phenomenal pictures of what they do from new construction to like new renovations the luby companies are here to partner with you they are also a proud sponsor of tell us a good story so last time we talked we had discussed folks voting for us voting for (gasps) national podcast oh my gosh Mm. yes and shortly after that episode dropped we found out that we were one of five finalists in two categories podcast of the year podcast host of the year which we put your name in not mine as podcast host and people voted for us which is amazing oh my gosh you guys thank you thank you for voting we were blown away i was thrilled just to get on the radar yes. for this type of award so we were one of five and then it went to judges who are unbiased i disagree supposedly <laughs> allegedly they're unbiased <laughs> and then they would listen to those five and we did not win either no. category but we were ecstatic just to be included in two of these categories for national uh, awards. You know when they say, you know, it was just an honor to be nominated. <laughs> Y'all, it was just an honor to be nominated. <laughs> like, blown away that we were even up for an award. Mm-hmm. And then to be in the top five nationally for two awards, it's mind-blowing. It's pretty sweet. I could believe it. And then we actually posted on Facebook that we didn't win. And then the amount of listeners saying, it was rigged. <laughs> I would agree with that. And it just made us laugh so hard. We just, we are so thankful for everyone. Yes. Now, before we get to all the other stories from Texas and okay. our trip to Dallas, we have a story from the most recent episode, episode yes. 119. Isabella Lundberg. Incredible. Thank you. Isabella oh. Lundberg. Unreal. She was a refugee in the former Yugoslavia and the parallels between her life as a teenager mm-hmm. escaping that socialist country and today with Ukraine and the war mm-hmm. going on, it is mind blowing the similarities. So you listen to this episode and you realize how serious of a conversation this was. Yes. All right. So let me give you some behind the scenes stuff that got edited out. Okay. First of all, 
Steph decides to not participate in this conversation. (laughs) And what I mean by that is we start having this conversation with Isabella. And Steph is just fascinated. She's leaning over, just watching her husband have a conversation with a woman from Denver, Colorado. And I even sent you ladies a screenshot of the audio files. Yeah, you did. Okay. So the audio files, folks, of a podcast looks like a um, it's a wavelength. Yes. So yes. when you speak, it records a wavelength for your mm-hmm. voice. Well, when you look at Steph, there is nothing on there. It is blank. <laughs> so for the first 30 minutes of this conversation, Steph is just breathing. <laughs> that is all she's doing. This, yeah, podcast host of the year here <laughs> decides she's not going to talk during his conversation. Well, okay, can I talk? Can I talk now? Please. Okay, I didn't know what to say because it was her story. You kind of know what she went through and what, what? Don't wait, don't you raise your All hand you have to, to do me? is say, and then what happened? <laughs> That's all you have to do. I didn't want to cut her off. I didn't want to cut her off. And then what happened? Like, at least say something. So, Katie, I look at the audio file. Steph does not speak until 38 minutes into this conversation. 38 minutes. I am carrying this conversation. But you didn't have to care. It was she had a story. So, you when we have guests it's like short stories more conversation yes. yeah so i wasn't gonna cut her off big and then what happened I, i'm not gonna <laughs> say that and i'm not gonna <laughs> let her talk but was i cutting her off yep no i was not <laughs> no you weren't so at the 38 minute mark i am enjoying this conversation but i am getting frustrated with <laughs> podcast host of the year because i'm like you cannot take this episode off nope nope yeah, pull your weight. So we are on the Zoom call, and of course Isabella could not see this, but I kicked my wife <laughs> in the in the foot. He like, kicked me hard. Like, hey, wake up! Do you mind joining this conversation? Like, that's what I'm communicating with this kick. Like, can you please join this conversation tonight? So you know, we talked last time at one fifteen. Like, it wasn't a okay. I want to talk. It is a kick. Like full on kick. Stop yes. being an observer. Why don't you be Wake a up. participant in this conversation? Mm-hmm. But I took over the second half. You did actually speak up in the second half, which I greatly appreciated. <laughs> You're welcome. So episode 119. Yes. In that story, of course, she's a teenager. Mm-hmm. And she is saving her sister. She's Diabetes. a severe mm-hmm. diabetic. Mm-hmm. She is saving her because there's no supplies anymore mm-hmm. in the city with the bombing going on and the war taking place. And so They've got to get her out of there and find a place that they're safe and get her insulin yep. as well. Yep. So I ask her, how old were you and your sister this time? She says she was 17 and a half okay. and her sister was 18 months older, which mm-hmm. makes her 19. Yes. I heard. That's not what you heard. I heard my sister was 18 months old, not older. Big difference. Huge difference. <laughs> so that was at the very beginning of this conversation. Uh-huh. She's 17 and a half. And her sister is 18 months old. Yes. That's what I hear. Yes. So in my mind, she is saving a baby. Yes. <laughs> and so she's explaining how she wouldn't eat. She would massage her sister's legs. legs. Mm-hmm. They're swelling up. Yep. She would feed her sister. She would get her sister water. And the whole time I'm thinking her sister's a baby. Mm-hmm. And there was a pause in the conversation. And I said, okay, Isabel, so you're 17 and a half and your sister is 18 months old. And nobody corrected me because this one, this one was not participating in the conversation, but Isabella either didn't hear me or didn't understand what I was saying. Mm -hmm. And nobody said anything. (laughs) All right. Mm -hmm. And I edited this out because my follow-up questions make me sound like a complete (laughs) moron because (laughs) Steph, am I making this up? Because when you listen to it, you're like, oh my gosh, he's clueless. He thinks she's traveling with a baby. So my follow-up question, after a checkpoint, they get off the bus and they go into this cafe. Mm -hmm. And she said, there was a church across the street. And she's like, you know what? I need a moment, moment of peace. And she walked over to this church to pray. My follow-up question is, what did you do with your sister? (laughs) (laughs) And her response was, 
I just left her there at the cafe. Then I'm like, oh my God, why did you leave her at the cafe? And she's like, well, there was, you know, the owner of the cafe working there. She was a nice lady. I just left her there with her. And I'm like, by herself? She's like, yeah, she was a nice lady and she needed to rest. I'm like, okay. So in my mind, Isabella's like handing her his baby, like, hey, hold my baby. I'm going to go pray over the church. So I left it at that. But I'm like, okay, maybe this is a cultural thing where you just trust everybody, right? Yes. So maybe that's it. So we continue this conversation. And she said, I had to make one of the toughest decisions of my life. I decided when they were in Sweden mm-hmm. for three years, she decided she has to leave her sister. <laughs> and I gasp. Okay. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So I'm thinking, okay, this child is like four, maybe five years old. Yes. Okay. My follow-up question to Isabella was, did you find a nice family to adopt her? <laughs> and so Steph looks at me. I'm like looking at him like, what? I'm thinking her sister is four years old. No, her sister is 22 years old. Okay. So I'm like, did you find a family, a nice family to adopt her? <laughs> so, so then she's like, no, by this time she's at university. And I go, okay, time out. I'm confused. And Steph's like, why are you confused? Because she was and listening go, intently. Here's the thing, people. I might have not said anything for the first 38 minutes. But I knew how old her sister was. Then Kevin why didn't you tell me when focused. I said, okay, you're a teenager and your sister is 18 months old. Older. Why didn't you tell me that? Older. I was just listening to the story. See? That was obviously a major detail that I was not on the same page. So, Steph's like, why are you confused? And I go, okay, I'm doing the math in my head here. When you left, she was 18 months old. <laughs> now, three years later, <laughs> she's, she's like... in university. She's now in university? <laughs> and then Steph's like, no... She was 18 months older. And I'm like, oh, okay. Changes so the whole story. It, it does. It changes so, the whole story. So Isabella starts laughing. So there's this plot twist an hour in the story. I'm like, okay, there is no baby now. No baby. Right? Mm. So thankfully, Isabella laughed. She thought it was funny. But another reason why I'm glad we don't do this live. Oh, my god. Because if we were doing this live, I would have sounded like a complete moron. <laughs> so let's go back to our trip to Texas. Okay. So, Katie, last episode, we did not tell you all the stories. Yeah. So, while we're there, Thursday evening. Yes. Episode 114's guest, Pastor Paul Teske. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Did you love it? Flipping loved it. He's he amazing. glossed over so many incredible miracles that I was like, wait, wait, I listened to it twice. Did you? Did you? Yes. Back to back, baby. Because I was like, he, I'm sorry, did he just say this? And like, yeah, no big deal. And no we, big deal. We heal, and, and we healed this person and this person and we did this and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, holy smokes. He's saying it just so casually mm-hmm. that I had to listen to it a second time just to make sure that I heard it correctly. Incredible. So imagine having dinner with him and asking about those specific healings and what he saw. And that's exactly what happened. So he was kind enough to invite Steph and I out to dinner. But he and his amazing She is wife, amazing. Oh my gosh. She Rivers is, is phenomenal. <laughs> she is Jewel. beautiful. She is so kind. Like as soon as she got, hey y'all, welcome <gasps> to Texas. Oh. Are you guys doing good? I cannot wait to talk to you guys. Like, you guys like, are the fun couple. You're the fun, <gasps> you're the fun couple here. I've been looking forward to this. Like she was the nicest, welcoming Stop person. It. Pure Southern Belle. Oh, mm-hmm. she's amazing. The nicest mm. person. So Pastor Paul picked us up six o'clock. Dallas time, they didn't drop us off till after 10. What? So we were with them over four hours, and we were actually sad when the evening was over because it was like, oh my gosh, we are now best friends. Yeah. Like, they were absolutely incredible. So so they took us to this amazing, like, really nice Italian place. Oh, so good. Pastor Paul was a U.S. Navy chaplain for 20 years, retired, became a Lutheran minister for almost 30 years, and... After being a Lutheran minister for about 10 years, he was giving a presentation at like a men's breakfast, business breakfast, whatever. He's on stage in front of 200 people, and he said he's about four minutes into his presentation, and he had a stroke right on stage, drops to the mm-hmm. floor on stage. There was mm-hmm. five physicians in the audience, ran up, took care of him, got him to the emergency room, and he was supernaturally healed 21 days later. That's the high-level version. And then... After he spoke it, he's a God told me. Yes. 21 days. 20 days later, you will be healed. 
Unreal. Then there was like this anointing, he said, that was placed on he and his wife, Rivers, that they were going to have a healing ministry going forward. Mm. Okay. And when they see a blind person get healed, it doesn't doesn't phase them, right? Like, no, no, that's the God we serve. That's what I've seen. That's what God does. When God shows up, that's what happens. So we start having this conversation and they start going through the healings that they've seen. Katie, they've seen dwarfs healed. So we're like, okay, please share. Um, Yes, please. So this was a baby that was born and he said, went to the hospital, was a few days old and you could just tell. Mm-hmm. there was issues here. And so it was, is it called dwarfism? Mm-hmm. Okay. So mm-hmm. he said, the doctors told them, we think your baby has probably six months to live. Mm. All right. And you can just tell. And so he picks up the baby and he asks, Hey, can you mind if I pray? And so he prays for this baby and he starts speaking and know that, Hey, this baby is going to be completely healed. It's dwarfism. I speak over it. It is gone in the name of Jesus. It is gone. This baby will be healthy. We do not accept this report. Six months, we reject that completely. Mm-hmm. This was early in his ministry, right? So he's like, as he's praying it, he's like, I don't know if I really believe what I'm saying I right now. I can't believe I said like, that. Like he said, like words are coming out of his mouth. And he's like, I just said that. Oh my gosh, I just said right. that. Like he was shocked that things that were coming out of his mouth because he was like, I didn't even believe it. He's yep. like, I'm saying this prayer, but I don't even fully believe he's what I'm saying. It. It. Yes. Yeah. Because he's like, I haven't seen this before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. He, he's like, I open up my eyes and I'm hoping the parents are not mad at me for what I just spoke. Uh-huh. Hands the baby back and no it change. It's the exact same. exact same. Yeah. No change. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not a week later. He goes to visit the baby again. The baby's been released from the hospital, goes over the house. They're actually in the backyard, walks in the backyard and wife's on the phone. When she sees Pastor Paul drops the phone and is like hysterical, runs over, hands him the baby. Baby's completely normal. A week later, completely normal. He said, when you look at the pictures, this is what the baby was born. A week later, this is what the baby looks like. Yep, that's different. That's completely different. Wow. So how old's the baby today? Like oh, 14 thought, or something? Yeah, something like 14 that. 14 years old. Completely fine. That next week, they go to their Lutheran church. They get up and like, listen, the healing stuff, it is real. We've seen Pastor Paul be healed. Mm-hmm. And we've seen my baby born a dwarf. This is real. Then Rivers talks about 15 years ago, and we will have her on. I don't know if she'll, we probably won't have her tell this because she's got other stories, but Katie, she starts going through, mm-hmm. she was in a church service, and all of a sudden, she like drops to the floor, and- Rivers does. Okay. Yes, his wife, yes. 15 years ago. Yeah. And all of a sudden, now she's in heaven. <gasps> she's in heaven. She is like, telling us. Like, she's there. Yeah. Yes. Like Elijah just yes. went. Yeah. She's there. Stop it. She's like, I'm in heaven. And all of a sudden it is the brightest lights you could ever have. It is so bright. You can't even, you can't even look. You can't even look. It, it is God right there in front of me. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it is this wave, wave of energy that hits you. And it's just love, love, love. You just feel this overwhelming love, love, love. And she said at one point she was able to kind of like look in another direction. She saw like the throne of God. And she saw Jesus. Mm-hmm. She's like, I saw his face, Kevin and Steph, the most beautiful man I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Just the eyes, the love. It just like, it was amazing. And so she's going through this and she's going detailed. Yeah. Detailed. Apparently she was there. 45 minutes. 45 minutes. She was in heaven. And it was it Jesus who said, it is not your time. Mm-hmm. I still have a mission for you on the earth. You can't enter. You got to go back. And I can't imagine like, I've got to go back to that earth. Are you kidding me? I don't want to. I don't want to. I would like to stay, please. But she said when she came (laughs) back, she was in a pastor's conference and all of these like pastors were on the ground in front of her because she was singing. She was singing like an angelic singing Singing. while she was. So men were on the ground like tears. Like, I don't know what's going on here, but it is this presence in the room for 40, 45 so minutes. So she didn't die. No, she did not die. Stop. It was in the middle of a church service, a He's pastor's conference. Flipping stop it. But she doesn't remember any of that. I think they were just singing. Yeah, she said that when she came back, like Pastor Paul, he's like, honey, are you okay? Because she hadn't sang for years. And all of a sudden she's singing this angelic song, but she wasn't really there. <laughs> her she body was there. Her body was there. But she her spirit remember. was not there. She's like, I was in heaven. 
and I asked her, I'm like, how does that line up with all the other, like the books you hear with like yeah. 30 minutes in heaven yeah. or whatever? And she's like, I don't know. Doesn't matter. I, she's like, don't care. Because that was my experience. Yep. So she went detailed into that and she got choked up mm-hmm. while she was telling us this story. Mm-hmm. And I mean, again, we're sitting there, I'm like, I can't believe we're having this conversation with, how do we, how do we get here? We got to meet this amazing couple, Pastor Paul and Rivers. It's amazing. It's amazing. And to say how incredible these two are, like that was a Thursday night. Yes. That Friday, somebody was flying in from Wisconsin because he had a terrible diagnosis of cancer Mm. and they were his last hope. So he was flying in just so those two could pray over him. And he was flying back that afternoon. Mm -hmm. And so it turned on to an over four hour event experience with them. But again, we're on the edge of our seats. Literally. I can't. And I look at Steph and she's, I mean, I'm like, I hope Steph doesn't fall over his chair right now. <laughs> because we were on yeah. the edge of our seats. Yeah. yeah. It was incredible. And then I'm so blown away. You're talking about like what has surprised you. I'm so surprised by the, the number of people who want to help us. Yeah. So the end of this conversation, Pastor Paul's like, listen. And he's, I think, like 75. Mm-hmm. He's like, listen, you tell me what you need help with. You need to introduce anybody. You just let me know. I'm here to help you. Like, whatever you need. I'm in your corner. And you're just like, oh, my gosh. Thank you. Like, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And, like, he's like, no, 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 I'm serious. And then when they dropped us to the hotel, like, he hugged us twice. Mm-hmm. He hugged us twice, like, put his hand on my neck, like, like a family, mm-hmm. right? When we're leaving, like, I'm proud of you. I love you. I mean, it's it hard. Was, it's it hard. Like, amazing. that's the first time we've met him in person. And it's like we're family. Mm-hmm. Just incredible how God brings people together. And, and again, that's just something that surprised me. All right, Steph, I've got a question for you. What's your favorite book of all time? Uh, obviously, you met her where? Oh, I thought you were going to say the Bible. Oh, oops. <laughs> oh. What's your second favorite book of all time? You met her where? <laughs> A distant second. <laughs> totally distant. It's a pretty good book. Sorry, God. It's still a pretty, pretty good book. But we're so excited. Where can people get our book, honey? Okay, I know this. Uh, Amazon.com. Yes. Barnes & Noble. Yes, and? And our website, KevinAndSteph.com. And, and what happens if they buy it off our website? <gasps> what do they get? Uh, an autograph from us. Yes. Who wouldn't want that? So, listeners, if you've already read the book, thank you so much. We've had such good feedback. One thing that helps us, if you can give us a review on Amazon.com, we would greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much, and thank you for listening. So then, the next day, we have lunch with a prior guest by the name of Bob Bodine, who was episode 99, in Plano, Texas. So we drove a half hour to Plano. Okay. Meet at his country club. At his country club. (laughs) What what was the name of it? Eagles Glen? Glen Eagles. Glen Eagles. Country Club, Plano. Yes. Yes. And so we pull in the parking lot and stuff's like, oh my gosh. Okay. So we pull in. <laughs> all right. And we have our rental car. We didn't get the fancy rental car. Right. And all of a sudden it's like Mercedes, Mercedes, Lexus, Lexus, Aston Martin, Aston Martin, Escalade, <laughs> Audi. Audi, Infinity. And I'm Chevy like, Bolt. <laughs> you're like, take care of her. <laughs> like a ballet <laughs> you toss the keys <laughs> but I was just like this is just this is crazy yeah right mm-hmm. walk in and it says members only so Kevin and I walk in and I have to go to the bathroom so I go to the bathroom in a very nice bathroom and I walk out Kevin's standing there I'm like okay I'm sure he's asked where we're supposed to go mm-hmm. So he's like, come on. I'm like, okay. So we're holding hands and we walk and we walk right into this like dead end empty room. I'm like, is this where we're supposed to go? He's like, I don't know. I'm like, you didn't ask. <laughs> we're just walking through the club. I'm like, we're walking through the club. We don't know where we're going. And I'm like, you're trying to look official. We're trying to look so important. You're already like, pulling up yes. in the Hyundai Elantra. <laughs> Dang it. Like we belong there. I even said, hey, Steph, can we get this person to take a picture? He's like, no. Let's act like we've been here before. I was like, hey, you want to take a selfie here? I'm like, no, I do not want to take a selfie. Nope. Nope. Do members take selfies? No, they do not. No, they do not. not. Nope. Oh, my gosh. 
So we find the grill, which is where we're supposed to be, and we sit down. Let me say this. Oh, my gosh. You guys, I love Kevin, but he's he's so picky sometimes. So we go to this table, and we're sitting down trying to act like we belong there. Yes. He starts shaking the table. It's wobbly. And it's wobbly. Oh, uh, it's wobbly. And I was like, don't worry about it. And I'm trying to sit down. He's like, do you want to sit on this side? Let's sit on the other side so we can see Bob when he walks in. I'm like, don't make me get up. No, no, we need to. So then I stand up. <laughs> I sit on the other side of the table. And he's like, and then he starts shaking the table. He's like, it's wobbly. Yeah, like, it's please not going to work. Please don't make us get up. Please don't make us. He's like, hello, sir. Brings the waiter. He's like, I'm sorry. Is there a problem? He's like, table's wobbly. <laughs> and he's like, uh, do you want to sit at another table? And I'm like, no, we don't. We're fine. Kev's like, I can't sit here. No, no I did not say that. Yes, you did. No. Okay. I said, is there a better place that we could sit? And I'm like, Jeremy, we're fine. And he's like, Thank actually. You so Jeremy, much. do you have some napkins I can just wad up <laughs> and just shove yeah, underneath this shove. leg? You have a deck of cards. You can put me <laughs> a deck of cards say, I'll fix it real quick. So we move to another table and Bob shows up and Katie, this man. Energizer bunny. Yes. Just goes and you're trying, you're trying to focus on his stories and he just starts telling us story after story after story after story. This turned into a four hour lunch. Stop it. Four hours. At the two hour mark, I've had like four iced teas. Iced teas. I was going to say, <laughs> how many iced teas has Kevin had? I'm like, yep. oh my gosh. And so the waiter came over to check on something and I'm like, I hate to say time out, but I have got to go to the bathroom so bad. So I went, came back and then another two hours. And you want to hear some of the stories? Yeah, obviously. So as we're leaving, I asked Bob, hey, do you mind if I share these at some point? He's like, everything was on the record. You're, you're good. So here's some of the stories that he shared Tell over me. the four hours. I'll just give you just a few. Yeah. So before his mother passed away, mm-hmm. she wanted to go see the final Billy Graham crusade. Mm-hmm. Right now, Billy Graham at the time was like in his 80s and he was doing this final crusade and they were having it at Dallas Stadium and his mom wanted to go. So he's like, OK, I'm going to find tickets. So, of course, he has a ton of connections, finds tickets, goes to it. They're sitting there and he said, I've never been to one of these before. And he realizes, OK, Billy Graham He's not changed his message in like 40 years. He's saying the same things. But today, he's less energy, right? So they put him up there and he's like sitting in a chair and doesn't have the enthusiasm. And how can you? At that time, he's like 85, 86 or something. So Bob, at the beginning of this, like leans over to his mom and is like, this was not what I was expecting. He's like, I can talk better than that guy. (laughs) <laughs> his mom goes, Bob, just wait. Just wait. And so, okay. So, his message was probably 30 minutes, he said. Mm-hmm. Okay. He gets to the end and he said, Kevin, I've never seen this type of charisma from any human being. He said, gets to the end where he gives an altar call. Mm. He like stands up and he said, I'm going to give everyone a moment here in the stadium. I want you to evaluate yourself where you stand with God right now. Don't be the person who leaves this place tonight and ends up going into eternity without making yourself right with God. And he paused at that moment. And you could see him on stage, and all of a sudden, Billy Graham's looking around the stadium. And it's like Jesus, he said, looking for who's lost. Looking around the stadium, who's lost? Looking, searching. And he paused for like five, ten seconds, and he's like, all right, come on up. And he said, hundreds just flock to the stage. He's like, Kevin, it was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Where just the presence, like, I cannot believe what I'm seeing right now. Mm -hmm. In just that moment, he said, was so heavy. And so as people were being prayed for, he said up up front, he's like, okay, mom, I need to get you out of here. I don't want to get caught in this rush of traffic and people. Let's go. So He gets her out of there. They're walking out in the lobby area to go out into the parking lot. And in front of them, someone's walking, drops. No! Drops. No! And immediately, EMT running over there, CPR, dies right in front of him as he's walking out of here. And Bob's like, Mom, are you thinking what I'm thinking right now? They turn around. They go back to the altar. No, they were right with God. Okay, they were okay. But... (laughs) But the question is, was that person right with God? 
and he so he was like just this eerie thing. I pray that man who just stepped in eternity in front of us was right with God. They're standing right there, EMT, trying to resuscitate, revive him out in the lobby. He's gone. He said it was the craziest night he will never forget. Again, Steph and I are on the edge of our seats as he's telling us this. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. And so you have to think, was that guy one that Billy was looking for? Oh my gosh, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. Right. Stop. And Billy Graham had just said, don't be the guy who leaves here tonight and dies on your way out. Drops. Like, oh. Because yeah, if somebody drops in front of you, you can't just like, oh, excuse me, and just like keep walking. <laughs> I'm sorry, we like to, we need to leave. We gotta beat traffic. We gotta beat traffic. You can't, like, you have to like stay there, like help, make sure somebody, EMT gets there, you're praying, whatever. But that happened right in front of them as they're leaving the stadium. So that's that's the first story. Story one. That's story number one. Do you need to handle the next story? <laughs> Story number two. Okay. Bob is a an executive recruiter. Like he is a big deal. He's helped. He placed Roger Goodell in the NFL as the commissioner. Dang. He's done a search for Major League Baseball's commissioner. And he's also an amazing author because yes. I'm currently reading Two Chairs. Two Chairs. Yes. I read it on the way home from the airport. So the first book he wrote is called The Power of Who. The Power of Who. Mm-hmm. And the premise is your success is dependent upon who you know. Yep. And you know everybody you need to because who does your friend know mm-hmm. that they know? Okay. Mm-hmm. Just the, the networking of that. Okay. And you guys have experienced that firsthand. Mm-hmm. 100% of one thing leads to another, yes. leads to another. Yes. 100%. So he is a big time speaker. Mm-hmm. Conferences. Mm-hmm. I mean, he'll be in arenas. He's incredible. He's so gifted. Yes. Oh my gosh. I was on the edge of my seat when I listened to his podcast episode he's incredible. i've listened to it three times have you really his i'm not kidding yeah, yeah three times he is that good episode mm-hmm. 99 so he starts talking about when he initially wrote that book the power of hill a warden in texas had read this book he and his wife reached out to bob and said have you ever been to prison before he's like no will you come and speak to prisoners he's like yeah sure I'll, uh, you know i'm in so he gets in there and he's talking about the power of hill mm-hmm. and who you know He said, in your life, you need one best friend, three close friends, and eight friends. That's your circle of people. One, three, eight. You need one best friend, three really close friends, Mm -hmm. eight other friends. Mm -hmm. That's your circle. And most men, after the age of 35, stop having friends. Sure. So the people that you meet earlier in life, that's kind of who you have as lifelong friends, it seems like. So they allowed him to speak to like 1,600 people. But they have to break it up into 400, 400, 400, 400. Okay. So he's speaking in front of 400 people. And he's like, think of this, man. Who was your best friend before you came in here? Think of that. Who was your best friend before you came in here? And he just paused. He's like, guess what? I hate to inform you. You chose the wrong friend. Mm-hmm. And that's why you're here. You become yep. who you associate yourself with. Yep. You chose the wrong friend. And he looks around the room again. And he's looking for the toughest looking dude. And he's like, you, stand up. And so he stands up. What's your name? Jerome. Jerome, pretend here with me. Fights are about ready to break out right now. A riot. You need to find a best friend who is going to fight alongside of you. Who are you choosing? Real quick, you got to pick now. You got to pick, pick right now. now. Pick now. So he's looking around the room, looking around the room, 400 prisoners. Yeah. In the back, I picked that guy. Hey, you, stand up. Stands up. What's your name? Terrell. Terrell, do you know Jerome? No. You're now best friends. Jerome, I want you to go over there. Give him a high five. So he's going over there. And he's like, you know what? Make it a hug. The entire room gasps. You don't do that. You don't hug. You don't hug. He goes over there and they give one of those bro hugs. Yeah. Boom. And the room is like, these are like the two toughest dudes. Are you kidding me? Like, Bob's like, I don't know their background. I don't know if they're in gangs. I don't know know what's going down. You know nothing. But he just chose a new best friend. He looks around the room. You, sir, stand up. Who's your best friend? So he chooses another person. Who's your new best friend? They're hugging each other in the room. Then he gets to like the fifth person. Hey, you, sir, stand up. What's your name? Carlos. Carlos, who's your friend? He's like, I don't have one. He's like, 
well, you better find one because it's about ready to go down. Mm-hmm. Who are you choosing? He's like, I'm not choosing anybody. He's like, no, no, no. You need to find somebody. So Carlos standing up, he's looking around the room, looking around the room. He's like, I choose that guy. It's the prison guard. Prison guard starts weeping. <gasps> he's like, what? come on over. So Carlos goes over to the security guard, gives him a bro hug. And he said the entire room changed. It's like, okay, these guys are not against us. Yeah. The prison guards, they're not against us. They're here to help. Mm-hmm. And he said the entire room changed in that moment. So he's telling us this and goosebumps, oh right? Oh my gosh. Like you see a prison guard yeah. start weeping, hugging this prisoner. It's just amazing. Amazing. This is like the power of who. You're in here. You chose the wrong friend. Yep. But it is critical for your success. If you ever want to get out of here, who you associate yourself with in here right. is vital. Yep. If you want to get out. Mm-hmm. And that was such a powerful, powerful story. Friends, we just want to take a moment here to say thank you to all you loyal listeners. Ah, you guys, we just found out that Tell Us a Good Story is now in the top 1.5% of all podcasts worldwide. And that is because of you guys sharing with your family and friends on social media and giving us positive reviews on all the podcast platforms. And if your friends ask, just tell them they can get our entire catalog of episodes at kevinandsteph.com or wherever they like to get their podcasts. Thank you guys so much for listening to Tell Us a Good Story. Of course, Bob is a big time speaker, like we've said. One of the things that he does is he plays his text message game. Mm-hmm. All right, and the <laughs> and so we'll mm-hmm. we'll get to all of this. Okay. <laughs> so oh, the fail. text message game. Let me read what the text message is. Mm-hmm. He has people in a crowd. He asks them to take out their phone, and he wants to text their best friends. And he said, "Okay, everybody, you're gonna you need to do this. This mm-hmm. is gonna change your life." So <laughs> here's he's like here's the three senses. Sentence number one, he's like verbatim, hey, I was just thinking about you, period. Second sentence, I wanted to tell you how much I appreciate your friendship. Third sentence, I love you. Mm-hmm. Those three sentences, that's it. Mm-hmm. He said 70 to 80% of the time when you send this, the response is, did you mean to send this to me? Mm-hmm. Because in today's world, it is so rare, especially for men, to tell another man, I love you. Yeah. There are so many people, so many kids They've never heard their parents tell them, I love you. They've never heard a sibling say, I love you. Their best friend say, I love you, especially with men. And so it's amazing the reactions you get. So for example, he gave a presentation for the SMU football coaching staff. Mm -hmm. And they did this. One of the coaches sent this text to his wife. Mm -hmm. His wife responded with, are you having an affair? And so he was like, "Uh, Bob, we we have a problem. Bobby. (laughs) Bob, uh, like, I need got, you to get on, on this one. We're going to need uh, FaceTime <laughs> right now. <laughs> Meeting is time out, time out. Hey, great presentation here, Bob. Yeah, but. I just got in trouble. <laughs> so Bob's like, call her. Mm-hmm. So he gets on the phone and then Bob talks to his wife. It was on speakerphone. So the conversation is, I've been concerned about my husband. College football coaches are on the road a lot. Mm-hmm. He does not communicate with me well. Mm. So now all of a sudden out of the blue, he's telling me, yeah. I love you and I appreciate our relationship. Why is he saying that? Yep. What has he done wrong? Yep. Guilt. First thing. So Guilt. then Bob's like, hey, bro, we have a problem. Your wife should not be thinking you're having an affair the first time you tell her you, that you love her. Yeah. Mm. So then Bob tells us, guess what, kids? <laughs> We're playing a game. And we're like, excuse me, bub? He's like, no, no. We're doing that with you right now. But here's the thing. He's like, who's your best friend? I'm like, my sister, obviously. Obviously. And then he's like, then who? I'm like, my parents. And he's like, okay. So you're going to text them this. I'm like, I just bomb. Oh, she's so confident. I am so <laughs> like, oh, cocky. This is easy. I'm like, lean back. I'm starting to text. I'm like, my family is going to crush this exercise. Yes. And I thought the same thing. So then he's like, Kevin, who needs to hear this? Who needs to hear you tell them you love them? And so Amelia, I was like, okay, my mom and dad. Mm-hmm. So I sent that to them separately. 
And then two other people I reached out to as well Mm -hmm. and sent this text. And then I got great responses from all of them. My my mom (laughs) said she loved me. My dad was like, oh, thank you. And then two other people were like, that means a lot. I love you too, Mm -hmm. right? But Katie, when we text this... (laughs) We're putting our phones down and then we're continuing to focus on the conversation because he is telling us all these stories and we are dead set. Yes. There were multiple times though, he'd be like, okay, did somebody text you? What's the response? So Steph, please read (laughs) the text messages (laughs) that you received as responses from Katie and your mom. I sent it to my mom and she wrote back me question mark. And I dropped. I'm like, what do you mean you question? Of course it's you. But in this exercise, we have to tell Bob what the response is. And then he Mm. pretty much takes over your phone. Yes. And he tells tells you what to respond back. What to write back. He doesn't take your phone, but he's like, okay, now here's what you say back. Yes. So then I put, per Bob, no, I meant this for you. And mom gave me an emoji, like a heart emoji. And he's like, no, no, no. Now you write back, where's the love? He wants to hear people say, I love you. Not emoji, not, you know, a little picture. Yes. They want you to say, I love you. Mm -hmm. So I wrote back, where's the love? Mom (laughs) writes back, (laughs) middle. (laughs) Question mark. No, just middle. That's all I got. I am trying to listen to Bob. My phone is beside me, and he's drilling Kevin about his parents. Like, what are they saying? And I look at my phone, and it says middle. And Bob's like, did your mom respond? And I said, uh, yes. And he's like, what did she say? I'm like, middle. (laughs) And he said, Okay, copy and paste what you just wrote. And I'm like, okay. So I copy and paste (laughs) it again, and I message my dad. No response. While we're talking, though, I get a phone call from your mom. Yep. I didn't realize this was what she was concerned about. Yes. Mm -hmm. All right? So I just let it go to voicemail. All right? she knew we were with Bob. Yes. She did. She knew we were having lunch. We we all knew that. Yes, Yes, you all did. So I didn't know she was concerned, so I'm just like, oh, we'll call her when we're leaving. All right? And I didn't, again, I put my phone down because I'm focused on the conversation. Right. But then when I flip it over as we're leaving, it's have Steph call me when she gets to second place. Then it's call me. Then it's call me, please. (laughs) Then the last text message is we have your kids and we have no idea where you're staying. (laughs) So that was your final text. I'm like, oh my gosh. So in the meantime, I send it to Katie. And I was like, well, my sister's going to crush this exercise for me. And Katie writes, I love you too, sis, exclamation point. I'm like, perfect. But then she writes, but did you mean to send this to me? And I'm like, what the frick, family? I'm like, why are they doing this? Then again, as we leave, Uh then I see a text message from you that says, hi, Kev, getting weird text from sis. Are you all okay? (laughs) Text messages. I love you. I I value our relationship. (laughs) Listen, listen. Let me just chronologically take you through the day. You had called me earlier that day on Kevin's phone. So we talk, and then you were like, Katie, I have to go. It's 11 o'clock. And I was like, oh my gosh, why? I said, you have plenty of time. And you're like, no, traffic. We we need to leave. I need to get ready. We need to leave with enough time to get there. And I was like, okay, fine. That is the last thing I heard from you. So I get this message while you're supposed to be at lunch with Bob Bodine. Yes. And I, here's what threw me off. I value our friendship. And I was like, excuse you. <laughs> I, I am so much more than friendship. <laughs> We are well beyond that. So I was like, okay, she meant to send this to somebody else who's hurting, who needs to hear this. Clearly, she knows we're BFs. And this was meant for somebody else because we're so much more than that. So then I say, I love you too. Did you mean to send this to me? She responds, yes, mama. (laughs) And I was like, what in me is going on now? 
sense. I was like, this is not. Okay. This is not my sister. So, so you messed up on that. I messed up because we're trying to talk to Bob. We're trying. My phone is blowing up with mom's middle and then Katie's responding. So I grabbed my phone and I texted Katie instead. Yeah. So immediately I was like, they've been abducted. That's it. That's it. They've been abducted by a Mexican drug cartel because that's what happens in Texas. I've seen Ozark. I know what happens. And so then I'm at work, right? I'm at work. And mom texts me. We're getting weird text messages. <laughs> From Texas. From Texas. Saying that she loves us. What is this all about? So mom. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, wait. Um, Mom says. Have you gotten any strange texts from <laughs> Steph? And I said, yes, I have. And she was like, dad and I both are. I know her phone was acting up before she left. And now I can't even get Kevin to answer his phone or text me. Something's happened to her. And I was like, holy crap. She was getting ready. She's in the shower. They take her. It's taken. I've seen that movie. She's hiding under the bed. She's hiding. She's, hiding. She's been and I was like, and they're trying to throw us off. They think that that's something she would say, yes, mama. No, my sister does not speak like that. That is not her tone. That is not her dialect. She would never call me mama. So mom's like, you need to call Kevin. I was like, mom, I have a meeting in two minutes. I cannot do this right now. And so I'm- You deal with the cartel. Let me know how this goes. I was like, flip. I have to do this meeting. The whole time, my phone is blowing up as I'm on a Zoom call trying to text underneath the desk. Dying. So then I'm freaking out the whole time. I have no idea what anybody's saying because in my head, my sister's been abducted and I'm going to have to go find her. So anywho, mom says, what did she say to you? And I said, she said she was thankful for me as a friend. And she wanted me to know. But then she called me mama. It's weird. And mom said, yep, we got that exact same thing. But she didn't call us mama. <laughs> so I asked her what my middle name was. So, so that makes sense where it's like middle, but she meant what's my middle yes, name. Yes. So because a drug cartel would not know what her mother's middle name is. Yes. yes. So mom says, yep, that's what we got, except the mama part. So I asked her what my middle name was, but she didn't answer. And I was like, because they don't know, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it obvious? So she was like, you need to call Kevin. And I was like, I can't call Kevin. I'm literally in a Zoom. I can't call Kevin. I had to turn my camera off. It was a Did thing. you? Yeah, it was a thing. So I I leave the office. I call mom. She doesn't answer me. And I was like, it's fine. It's fine. I call dad. Dad will answer me. So dad, of course, does answer me. He was out playing with the kiddos. He brings the phone in to mom. And you guys were talking to her. And I was like, thank you, Jesus. They're fine. They're fine. Everything's fine. We're all fine. <laughs> so when we get her on the phone... She's like, I even said, what's my middle name? And I'm like, mom, you did not. Well, I was so frustrated and flustered. I had no clue what I was even doing. And I'm like, God love you, mom. Oh, she was convinced y'all were gone. Yeah. You'd cross the country border. So she texts as we were at the airport. Hey, praying for traveling mercies. I love you guys. And I respond back, middle. Steph, what was the text message you sent to the family as we're getting on the plane? Uh, oh, is- so then I wrote, this is Steph, your daughter and sister. I'm sending this all on my own free will. <laughs> we're on the plane ready to go. <laughs> so, so go forward. Every text message your mom sends me, I'm like, middle. Like, hey, Kev, I'm on your way to pick up the kids. Middle. <laughs> Y'all, we were so concerned. Uh, It was fun. That little exercise did not work out as well as we thought on your side of the family. If you like what you hear, please tell someone about us. As soon as this episode is over, go tell your spouse, your closest friend, a parent, a coworker, or share one of our posts on social media. However, if you don't like what you're hearing, please do not. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anybody. Just disregard this message. Don't worry about it. Forget about us. Yep. Go on with your merry day. 
And to get more information about us or our entire catalog of episodes, be sure to check us out at kevinandsteph.com. Thank you for listening to Tell Us a Good Story. All right, Steph, let's share with folks some of the guests that are coming up these next four episodes. So we do it in groups, right? So groups of four, and then it's us, then groups of four, then it's us. So the next four episodes are fantastic. Again, I'm blown away by the people that are saying yes to us. Next week's episode, Roland Hansen. Oh. So Katie, this guy was an executive in Microsoft in the mid-80s. He is most known for being the man who convinced Bill Gates to name their product Windows. Uh, Can you tell me why he convinced him to do that? Bill Gates and all of the software engineers had planned to call it like, I think it was like management information systems or Ah, something like that. Boring. Because that's what it is, right? (laughs) Roland, who is a marketing genius, he's the very first VP of communications, VP of marketing in Microsoft's company. Finally convinced him after months, it has to be Windows. And he convinced Bill Gates their office products needed to be Microsoft Excel, Microsoft Word. It's not Word. It's not Excel. It's Microsoft Word, Microsoft Excel. Yes. From a branding perspective. Mm -hmm. So he had some good stories about what it was like in the mid 80s working at Microsoft. Startup, man. It was. So he worked there five years. And then in 86 or 87, they went public and everybody got rich. Everybody got rich. And then he retired at like age 36. What? <laughs> yes. Can you After imagine? that IPO. He was in that position in his 30s? 31. I mean, it was a, it was a small Stop company, it. right? Yeah. Small company, Unreal. age 31. There five years. And then for the past 35 years, he's been like a venture capitalist, serial entrepreneur, mm-hmm. and has his own consulting firm. Good for him, man. And they're five years in deuces. Wow. Then the next episode da, 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 da. was a dream guest, a bucket list guest, Jim Trestle. And he pulled one on me at the very beginning of the conversation. He's such a nice man. He gets on the Zoom call and he goes, okay, I know your name is Kevin, but what's your daughter's name? (laughs) 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 So I bust out laughing and Steph is just loving it. Like, ah, your daughter, our daughter. I'm like, okay, President Trussell, that was good. I've only been called Steph's dad one other time in my entire life. That was good. Immediately, Steph's like... Steph loved him. Yeah. Loved him. Best friends with President Jim Trussell. He was the nicest guy. He was very... He had a very serious demeanor about him, but all he did was tell stories. His stories were great. He just kept telling story after story after story, and I loved it. And then he had to go because he had a meeting. I'm like, one more story. I have just one more. Just one more. And he's like, okay. Yep. And then he told one more. He's like, I've really got to go now. Yeah. I'm like, okay. But, sorry. But probably two or three times during our conversation, he's like, I love this. He's like, this is like story hour with Kevin and Steph, right? But by the end, he invited himself on again. He's like, I would yep. love to do this again mm-hmm. with you guys. So that was, that was great. That was fun. So then the next person that we've talked to, Joe Serial. <gasps> he was great. Serial. He's the only repeat guest ever on Tell Us a Good Story. 120 episodes with a disclaimer, only non-relative. It was not been yes. a repeat guest. You know, right? you always say that, but Adam's not a relative. He's been in the conversations, but he's not been a featured guest more than one time. Oh, I see that now. Yes. I see what you're saying. And then the next guest we have that we have not talked to yet. Oh. Her name. Did yes. you tell Katie this? No. Name? Tell me if you know this name. Susan Bennett. Based on look on your face, that's a no. <laughs> have you heard this name before? Siri. <gasps> That's a person? Yes. No. Susan Bennett. A decade ago, Susan Bennett was a voiceover actress. She was hired by Apple to do some type of random project. She did not know what she had signed up for. So she records all of this voice work no. as a voiceover actress. A year later, the iPhone 6S came out and she was the voice of Siri. So when you're talking to her, it is Siri. Susan. So when she said yes, I'm like, oh my gosh, we're going to be like, Say this and then say this. Can you say this? Like, tell me to turn right on Main Street, right? Like, like she can. I'm sorry, I did not understand. Like that. she, yes, exactly. You could. She can flip a switch, and it sounds like you're talking to GPS. But she is Siri. I did not know that was an actual person. I didn't either. But it is a real person. She is the voice of Siri. 
Oh, I can't wait for that. So she, her voice is probably the most recognizable voice in the world. Oh, 100%. Has to be at this point. Mm-hmm. But nobody knows her name. That's the best. You know and what's going to be interesting when she comes on? We're like, does she sound like her? Does she sound <laughs> like... Close your eyes. Yeah, close your eyes. That's what I'm going to do. Like, mm, no, do, that, do another voice tone. That's not it. <laughs> She's going to be like, why did I say yes to this <laughs> interview? You just want me to say random things? <laughs> Use your British accent now, Siri. Let's <laughs> hear the British. Friends, we want to encourage you to please follow us wherever you listen to this, whether it's on the Apple Podcast app, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or one of the other platforms. You guys, it's completely free. And while you're there, feel free to give us a rating or a nice review. Thank you for listening to Tell Us a Good Story.